So Medicare does not require you to receive a physician order or another prescribing clinician's order before initiating treatment. That being said, Medicare does require the physician or another prescribing clinician to sign off on your plan of care. What this effectively means in practice is that even though the order is not required to initiate treatment, many clinicians will still go ahead and get the order anyways because they want to make sure that that physician or whomever is going to sign off on their plan of care. Hi, I'm Clarice Grody and welcome to the Amplify OT podcast. I'm an occupational therapist by trade and a policy wonk by choice. This podcast is here to help you survive and thrive in the U.S. healthcare system through a better understanding of policy, advocacy, and value-based care. So let's dive in. Hello, OT amplifiers, and welcome back to the Amplify OT podcast. Today, we are answering, again, some of my most popular questions of whether or not you need a physician's referral in order to see a patient. Now, in practice, majority of your patients most likely come with some sort of physician's order, whether it be from a nurse practitioner, a physician's assistant, or the physician themselves. Generally, this group of clinicians is described as a prescribing clinician. So especially if you work in like a post-acute care facility or a hospital, you generally aren't seeing a patient without some sort of prescription in order to see them because that's what ordered the therapy in the first place, which triggered your referral. Where this is most commonly something that's brought up is in private practice or outpatient. So somewhere where the patient is coming directly to you and requesting services. Now, when discussing whether or not you need a physician's prescription in order to see a patient, there are actually two separate questions that are here that we have to consider. The first one is a state practice issue, so whether or not you have direct access, which is in your state practice act. The second consideration is whether or not the payer requires a physician's prescription in order to see that patient. So one of them is a scope of practice and licensing issue. The other one is a reimbursement issue. So for example, let's say you have a patient who comes to you, they want to utilize their health insurance coverage, they don't want to pay cash, and they want to see occupational therapy, but they don't have a physician's prescription. If you are working in a state that has direct access, you are allowed to see that patient without a physician's prescription. But if they want to use their insurance and the insurance requires an order in order to see them or to get reimbursed, then you do have to get that physician's order before you initiate that plan of care generally in order to get reimbursed. So this is an example of the time where your scope of practice is not limited by your state practice act, but because you want to utilize insurance, you are limited by their policies, which while they may not be a law, they are still a policy that you have to follow in order to get reimbursed just like that you have to sign your notes and fill out certain things on the documentation in order to get paid. It's an insurance policy that you have to follow if you want to get paid. So this is an example of where your scope of practice is not the issue. It's the policy of the insurance provider. Scenario number two, you have a patient who comes to see you and they want to pay cash but they don't have a physician's order, they haven't seen their physician first, and the physician confirmed that they need occupational therapy. 
you go to your state practice act and you look up to see whether or not you have direct access to that patient, meaning you don't need a physician's order. But in your practice act, it says that in order for a patient to receive occupational therapy services, they must first have a signed physician plan of care or physician order. In this case, you would not have direct access to that patient. So the patient must first get an order from their physician in order for you to initiate that evaluation. Now, some states allow you to see a patient for the evaluation before getting the order so you can see them one time so that way you don't have to completely turn them away and that way you can kind of screen for whether or not it's an appropriate use of therapy. Others will put limits on it that you can't touch or see that patient at all until you have that physician's orders and others are a little more broad where maybe you can see them 10 times before you need that physician's order. So this is an example where, again, because the patient is paying cash, insurance isn't the problem. Now, when we talk about Medicare, that'll be a whole other set of considerations. But let's assume this isn't a Medicare patient. So they want to pay cash. But the thing that's limiting you here is that your scope of practice is limited by your state practice act, which is a state law, and not necessarily limited by the insurance policy for reimbursement. Now, unfortunately, I do not have a list of all the states that have direct access, and I've looked on AOTA's website, and so far I haven't found that list. That doesn't mean they don't have it somewhere and it's just not published, because sometimes they have lists of things that they just don't keep updated enough in order to publish them. So you could always reach out to AOTA state affairs team. I also encourage you more likely to reach out to your state association. Now, keep in mind, some state associations and AOTA will not always respond to emails, or be as thorough as they would be if you are a member. Now, I'm always a fan of being a member, so if you are not a member of your state association or AOTA, you should join. Um, It's your investment in continuing to be an occupational therapy practitioner and also get answers to questions like this. But those are two places that you can look. So first, look at your State Practice Act. And if you are having trouble understanding your State Practice Act, I encourage you to reach out to your state association and or AOTA's state affairs team. All of that being said, if you do have a lovely, convenient link to your State Practice Act and whether or not you have direct access in your state, I would so appreciate it if you would email it to me or DM it to me on Instagram or somewhere else because I am putting together a list. I have an Excel document. It has exactly one state filled out because I just haven't had the time to dedicate it to that kind of project. So if you have that link and resource that is easily available, I would so love it if you would send it to me. It would really help create a wonderful resource for other practitioners like yourself and help us amplify occupational therapy by getting accurate information into the hands of others. Now, the reason some folks have difficulty understanding whether or not they have direct access is because their Practice Act doesn't say anything about whether or not they have direct access. This was the case in Missouri. There wasn't any language in our Practice Act that talked about whether or not we needed a prescription or didn't really clarify if we had direct access. So generally, if there isn't a policy stating that you need it, it is mostly assumed that you don't. So if your practice act doesn't specifically indicate that you need a physician's referral or something of that sort, then generally you have direct access to that patient. So here's a quick example of a state that in a way has direct access, but is still limited. So this is Washington State, and this is their duty to refer medical cases. And it reads, an occupational therapist shall, after evaluating a patient, and if the case is a medical one, usually meaning they have a medical issue, which most of our patients do, refer the case to a physician for appropriate medical direction if such direction is lacking. 
Treatment by an occupational therapist of such a medical case may take place only upon the referral of a physician, osteopathic physician, podiatric physician, and surgeon, neuropath, chiropractor, PA, psychologist, optometrist, or advanced registered nurse practitioner licensed to practice in the state. So what does all that mean? It basically means that you have direct access for the first visit. And that is pretty common in most states, that you can see them for the initial visit, and if you determine that there is a medical reason for seeking occupational therapy services, which to be honest is probably majority of your cases, then you do have to get a physician involved and get a physician order to continue or one of the other listed qualified professionals. So again, this is an example where the Practice Act is limiting the scope of practice of the occupational therapist in the state of Washington. Okay, when we get back after this quick break, we will talk about Medicare and whether or not they require a physician order. Are you ready to take your occupational therapy practice to the next level? Then look no further than the Amplify OT membership. You heard that right. Amplify OT has its very own membership program. This membership is designed to help occupational therapy practitioners just like you stay informed about the latest developments in Medicare and advocacy. You will have exclusive access to resources, webinars, the Mastering OT Policy and Medicare course, Q&A sessions, plus the ability to DM me your questions and get answers fast. But of course, that is not all. As a member, you'll be part of a community of like-minded occupational therapy practitioners who are share their expertise and offer support. So by joining the Amplify OT membership, you'll be able to stay up to date on the latest Medicare regulations and guidelines, learn how to advocate for your patients and your profession, connect with other OT practitioners and students to share your knowledge, and you'll have access to those exclusive resources and webinars so you can reach your full potential as an OT provider. So don't miss out on this opportunity to take your practice to the next level. Sign up for the Amplify OT membership today by going to the link in the show notes or amplifyot.com forward slash membership. Don't forget to stay informed and be the change that you want to see in our healthcare system. Today's episode is proudly sponsored by MedBridge, your go-to resource for advancing your occupational therapy career and, of course, getting those necessary CEUs. If you are passionate about staying at the forefront of our field and enhancing your skills, MedBridge is a comprehensive solution. With the MedBridge subscription, you gain access to an extensive library of high-quality live and recorded courses led by industry experts. So stay up to date with the latest advancements in occupational therapy, explore evidence-based practice, and enhance your clinical skills. One reason that I really like and recommend MedBridge is because they have both intervention-based courses and policy and reimbursement-based courses, and that is a rare find in a CEU company. But here's the best part for our OT amplifiers community. If you use the promo code AMPLIFYOT at checkout, you'll unlock an exclusive 40% discount on your MedBridge subscription. Yes, you heard that right, 40% off with the code AMPLIFYOT, that's A-M-P-L-I-F-Y-O-T. This is a fantastic opportunity to save some money, elevate your practice, and support Amplify OT. So don't miss out on this chance to supercharge your professional development and head over to medbridge.com, use the promo code AmplifyOT, and enjoy the benefits of MedBridge while also supporting AmplifyOT and all the free resources that we produce here, like 
this podcast. So again, head to medbridge.com, use the code AmplifyOT at checkout, and we also have the link for you in the show notes. Welcome back. Let's dive into another commonly asked question of, do I need a physician order in order to see a Medicare patient? And the answer is technically no. So Medicare does not require you to receive a physician order or another prescribing clinician's order before initiating treatment. That being said, Medicare does require the physician or another prescribing clinician to sign off on your plan of care. What this effectively means in practice is that even though the order is not required to initiate treatment, many clinicians will still go ahead and get the order anyways because they want to make sure that that physician or whomever is going to sign off on their plan of care. Because it has happened that you may see the patient and you're like, yes, this patient is appropriate, and then you send it to their primary care physician and the primary care physician says, I haven't seen this patient in two years, I'm not going to sign off on this plan of care. If this happens, it puts clinicians in a pretty tight spot because you're basically SOL for the services, because in order to get reimbursed, Medicare requires the physician sign off on the plan of care. And if the physician refuses to sign off on the plan of care, you can't then turn back around and collect that payment from the patient. So basically, you just provided potentially a month's worth of therapy completely for free. So this is why, in practice, even though Medicare technically does not require a physician's order in order to see the patient, most clinicians still go ahead and get that physician's order before fully initiating their plan of care. So they may go ahead and do the evaluation before getting the order because that patient is there in front of them, but they'll wait to continue that plan of care until they have the physician's order or signature. So that way you haven't provided, you know, like six visits for free. You're maybe just out the cost of providing the eval for your time. So if you are a private practice owner or you work an outpatient where you're going to be dealing with this kind of situation, it is generally recommended that you have some sort of screening process that happens before you see that patient for the first time so you can anticipate these problems and address them without leaving yourself financially liable for not getting reimbursed for your services. And if you have questions on the regulations around obtaining a physician's order, what that looks like for Medicare, that is all located in the Medicare Chapter 15 Benefit Policy Manual, which describes Medicare Part B policies. So overall, to sum everything up, to determine whether or not you need a referral or a prescription in order to see a patient comes down to one, does your state require it as part of the State Practice Act? So is it in your scope of practice to see that patient without an order or to continue therapy without an order? And two, does that insurance provider require a physician's order or referral in order to get reimbursed? So those are the two places that you need to look in order to determine whether or not you need an order before seeing a patient. And just to throw in this disclaimer, because I always feel like it's worthwhile, just because a physician sent an order or agreed to sign off on your plan of care does not guarantee that the services you are providing are covered or medically necessary are skilled. So still make sure you're doing your due diligence to make sure that you're meeting all of the other coverage criteria, not just meeting the requirement for a physician's referral. You are still responsible for 
utilizing your clinical judgment and those reasoning skills to make appropriate determinations about whether or not occupational therapy is warranted for this patient. All right, folks, well, that's what I've got for you today. Let me know if you have any questions, reach out to me on social media. We can have conversations about it at office hours and the Amplify OT membership, which if you are interested in that link to join is in the show notes. It's a great opportunity to be able to ask specific questions like this and engage in a conversation because while I do my best to provide you with high value responses on social media, I'm really only able to prioritize thorough responses about policy and links in the Amplify OT membership because looking up the answer to some questions can take as long as 30 minutes to an hour, especially if I want to provide you with referrals. And I know that you want to get paid for your time and have that valued. And it's the same thing here. You know, Amplify OT is my full-time job, so I can provide these resources to you all and provide great high-quality free resources like the Amplify OT podcast. So if you want to support the pod, support Amplify OT, being an Amplify OT member is the best way to do that. Alrighty, OT amplifiers, thank you again for tuning in to the Amplify OT podcast. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to leave us a review, and I will see you next time. If you made it this far, I want to just take a moment to say thank you so much for listening to the Amplify OT podcast. And I hope you're feeling a little more inspired and prepared to amplify your value and the value of occupational therapy. If you found yourself at any point thinking, gosh, I guess policy isn't that dull and boring, then you're definitely going to love how we talk about policy and advocacy in the Amplify OT membership. There's a link in the show notes where you can sign up today so you can take an immediate next step towards emerging as a confident clinician. And of course, don't forget to follow the Amplify OT podcast so that way you never miss an episode. And you know, while you're there, why don't you go ahead and leave us a five-star review because that's the best way to help others find the podcast too. And of course, thank you so much to Jessica Riccio for editing this podcast and for all of you for giving me a reason to record it. You're now officially part of the OT Amplifier community and you are now prepared to go out there and advocate for OT because remember, if we don't advocate for occupational therapy, then who will?